Hello, all you slut enthusiasts, fellow sluts and perverts. Welcome to the Slut Next Door podcast, and I am your slut next door. I am a taboo phone sex operator, audio porn creator, and just an overall slut who wants to talk about being a slut, kinks, fetishes, and all the dirty things that hide inside of our heads. For today's episode, I am talking with James about all things pegging. So fellas, get ready to clench and throb as we talk about the joys of anal penetration and the infamous prostate pleasure. I will now take a moment to thank my Patreon perverts. I want to thank my special lover tier patrons, Kevin, Nate, Jeff, Moby, Nigel, Patrick, and NSF Stir. And a special thank you to my friends with benefits tier, Hail Murder Cube, Matthew, Moondogger, Todd, Graham, and the letter I. And last but not least, my one night stand, L. Thank you all for supporting Sluts and this podcast. Now, let's get into this episode. Here we go. So I am here with my friend James, who is a 30-something kinkster, and I brought him on to talk all things pegging. So hello, James. Hello. How are you? Great. I'm super excited to talk about this topic. It's super sexy, somewhat taboo for some. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear your kind of history with it. So you're ready to dive deep down, very deep into pegging with me. Mm -hmm. Let's <laughs> dig in. All right. So, well, first, okay. So first I wanted to say, do you agree with this definition? Because you know, the internet can be kind of wonky when it comes oh, to absolutely. really defining things. For me, pegging is when a female is wearing a strap on and pegging a man. Like, so for example, I cannot peg a woman. I can fuck a woman with a strap on. I wouldn't say I'm going to peg you to a woman. Would you agree with that kind of definition? I think it used to be that way. I think it very mm. much used to just be, you know, woman, strap on, male. Mm. Now it's as the gender lines get more and more ethereal. They yes. start becoming a little bit more open. The definition of pegging has started to turn more into um, anal pleasure hmm. from a toy to a person, you know, mm, using yeah. like for me, for example, I would still define me being pegged as not uh just being the strap on it's also the the toy play leading up to it the maybe few minutes of stretching out that comes mm -hmm. before that you know pegging is a it, it just about like any 
fetish or sexual activity, it covers a wide range of lead up and then the act. Mm, got you. Yeah. So, so tell us, how did you, you know, first get into pegging kind of what, what was the build up there? The first person who ever pegged me was the very first serious relationship I ever had. Um, we were both very open sexually. I come from uh, a somewhat backwards, but very open uh, history when I was younger. And uh, when I first got into the relationship, there we were both each other's first real sexual partners, so there was kind of no door we didn't at least peek in a few times. Mm -hmm. And the one that I was the most fond of was being pegged, you know? Mm. Uh, and that led me to doing a lot of, of research about it. I'm kind of a compulsive researcher. If I find something mm. I've never heard of before <laughs> or encounter a topic I've never seen, I'll immediately like, oh, there's got to be a wiki for this. And, <laughs> and head there, on and to there the is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's a, uh, not to put too much of a pun on it, but it's a deep hole. <laughs> there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot there to unpack. Um, mm. Your first few times with pegging are always going to be a learning experience. You know, the sensations mm -hmm. are all new for many men. There are, there's a whole arena of things that are happening to your body that you probably haven't ever experienced before, yeah. you know, and to address the elephant in the room, there's also a, a hygiene side to pegging that comes mm -hmm. into play. Yeah. And that can be off-putting for a lot of people. You yeah. know, it it is uh, something that has to be addressed at mm. some point. So. Yeah. So, like with your partner, like before you guys experienced your first, you know, pegging explorations, was there some porn that got you got you curious? Was it her idea? I really think the lead-in was more going from a, a, a blowjob and feeling how good it was to have maybe a few fingers lightly brushed against the underside of the, the ball sack mm -hmm. and then being like, well, what about a little bit further down? What a bit about a little further down, you know, kind mm. of following that natural progression to the point where you end up with a finger hovering around your ass and being like, oh, that that's a very different thing that <laughs> that feels very good. Mm. Mm, I think I want that to go in. You know, mm. I think I want to yeah. see what that's like. I feel a lot of folks when they're dealing with their sexuality, they create kind of uh, ghost turtles of, I will go this far, but no further. I won't, yeah. 
allow it to go beyond this. And I've never been that kind of person. I've always been like, mm, a little bit farther down might be better, though. Same. Yeah. That's, that's what I find to be so great about life in general. But really speaking about uh, kink and fetish here is how I don't think you're being a good kinkster, if you will, if you're not exploring and I'm not saying you have to do everything uh but you know really trying to stretch and <laughs> stretch mm-hmm. I'm sorry all all the puns are coming to me but to uh to, to you know just explore I mean that's the fun part being like uh you know what I, I'm gonna go a little further because I'm comfortable with that so yeah boundaries are an important part of any fetish play knowing mm-hmm. where your your lines are is important and i don't think you know saying i have no boundaries no taboos is good for anybody but some of our boundaries are set less in what we're physically comfortable with and more in what our expectations of what's about to happen are mm-hmm. um i'm a uh I was trained as a chef. That was my job for mm-hmm. many, many years. And being a chef, there's always, an, you know, what's, what's the new hot ingredient? What's everybody working with? Is it the smoked sea salt? Is it the truffle oil? What are you, you know, you hear about these things and you explore them, you, you throw them into recipes and sometimes they don't work. And that's the same way with fetishes. Sometimes you, you throw them into your, you know, sexual deck of cards and they, they shuffle well and they play great. And other times they don't just don't work. Um, Mm -hmm. so for me, uh, the exploration of early pegging, it's a lot of trial and error. It's (laughs) a lot of, you know, Oh, don't, don't use this lube. Don't, uh, Mm. certain positions. I've, it's not something you see a lot in porn nowadays. Standing pegging does not work for me. Um, mm. It just something about my unique physiology just doesn't, doesn't work. But I know people for who that's all they want. They want to be standing. And I think it has to do with a, you know, power transfer, the power mm. dynamic in that moment, but yeah. also just, you know, you got to work with your, your physiology. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Let's, let's dig into the, the nitty gritty. Okay. So, so let's, let's just start with hygiene and I'm thrilled to talk about this because I think some people just get shy about it. I mean, being a woman, I'll give my preparation for it and then we'll hear yours because okay. as a woman, I, I enjoy anal sometimes and I'm the type, I don't want any anal play unless I have prepared because it just gives me confidence. And I do that with a certain diet a couple days before I know it's going to happen and then an enema. And I haven't had no issues there. Like, no, no messes, you know, mm-hmm. just all good and clear. So what, how do you prepare? 
Well, I think it's important to address no matter how clean you're trying to be, it's a, a compromised area in general when it comes to hygiene. You know, you can take your showers, prepare your, your diet to a certain extent, but in the heat of a moment, something can go wrong. And Mm -hmm. to be blunt, sometimes it's better to accept that shit happens. (laughs) Uh, But my personal prep work for it is uh, definitely making sure I am as externally clean as possible. Um, Mm -hmm. I am lucky that I'm not a super um, hairy person. (laughs) I am not uh, furred greatly. So... um, It is, if that is something that you are passionate about and you are a gentleman closer to the, the bear line, um, (laughs) maybe consider some, some grooming, some manscaping, but on top of that, Mm -hmm. the internal portion, um, first there is a, a device that is, I swear by it is a lube injector and it looks like a little syringe. Um, it has a kind of blunted tip, and that helps the lube get into all of the the nooks and crannies, mm-hmm. uh, which is important. Um, most toys that are used in pegging, they have a smooth texture to their external surface. but And even I have started getting into exploring this. Sometimes you want something with a little texture. You want those bumps Mm. and ridges. They they do good work. Um, (laughs) So you want to make sure that you're you're well prepared. Um, I will say, uh, as a slight warning about enemas, um, I used to think that that was the only way to prepare And then doing a little research that you don't want to do that too much. It can have Mm -hmm. a negative long-term effect, but uh, I have done them. It's not, it's uncomfortable for a little bit uh, or not. There are some people who do find that attractive, do find Mm -hmm. that fun as a lead up. Um, But yeah, I think, making sure you're as externally clean as possible, making sure at some point, not too long before you intend to engage in that, you use the restroom as much as you can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But more than that too, creating a comfortable environment Mm -hmm. really helps the act progress along, making sure the, area you're going to be playing on has a, you know, towels, if you're comfortable with towels, uh, they make waterproof blankets, which are really nice. They're easy to clean. They don't allow stains to move through. So there's, there's multiple steps. Sometimes you don't think about all that and you really just want to get fucked. And (laughs) that's fine too. Sometimes cleaning up the mess afterwards is a little fun. You have that moment of, yeah, I, I dived in head first. No, didn't care how cold it was. Just <laughs> right in. Yeah. Yeah. Now I had a friend that did uh, the tab. I feel like they're tablets or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Have you ever tried those? I haven't. I have no idea. I have not, but I have heard good things about them. Uh, with most of the stuff, it's it's experiential. You know, it might work for some yeah. people, might not work for others. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and I. I would say, like, for example, like, for me, I'm not participating in anal, like, all, like, every time I have sex. So I can do the enemas. I have read that, too, that it's, you know, not good for your gut health. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do enjoy an enema. (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead and say that publicly. It's, it makes me feel so light afterwards. Like, I feel so cleansed. (laughs) Um, But, but. So my point, though, is that I think your own personal comfort is the most important, like whatever makes you comfortable and whatever makes your partner comfortable, because I've been with guys that'll be like, I know, like there's been some conversation that's been had where they would not like to see any trace of any mess. And like, I get that. So yeah, I'm like, no problem. I do this before. And then I've had guys that really don't give a shit (laughs) pun unintended um very appropriate (laughs) so uh but for me i i feel like your own personal because i can enjoy myself when i feel comfortable you know so when i was growing up i grew up in the 90s um Mm -hmm. there was a porn star who is still kind of active these days her name is nina hartley and She's an absolute legend in the business, fantastic performer, highly recommend people check out her work if they haven't seen it. Um, But in the 90s, she made an entire like nine, ten videos long series that was all about how to. And Mm. I will admit, being a child of the early Internet, (laughs) I saw many things before I should have. (laughs) Um, I stumbled on those videos when I was in my later teens Mm -hmm. and it it was, it was like finding a Holy grail. And (laughs) in many ways I found as I got older that I do echo a lot of the things that she says in those videos. There's a lot of like, just understand that things may happen. It's not, this is not, you're not performing, you're enjoying and mm. I think that's that's always important to remember. It helps get you out of the, you know, self-conscious headspace. Because it's, and I think that leads me to something I do want to talk about. Um, so there's a perspective that pegging is very synonymous with being gay or being homosexual. Mm. And mm. I'm bisexual. I fully accept that my view on this is coming from somebody who has a foot in both communities. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you think about the, the physical aspect of it, one of a man's greatest pleasure centers is hidden about three inches into his colon, into his ass. And for those who have never experienced it before, it's a whole whole new world. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> uh, an entirely different set of sensations and pleasures. 
and mm-hmm. writing all of that off because of a perspective mm-hmm. that it could be viewed as, you know, uh, of a different sexuality than you ascribe to or that you think you are, it it closes a lot off to you. And Mm. it's, there's a difference between being compromised and being exposed. We make exposures in the bedroom all the time. We do it when we take off our clothes. We do it when we accept certain roles, power dynamics, that sort of thing. But you don't get changed by being exposed, especially when you're with someone you trust, you can be comfortable with. The moving forward into accepting pegging, into being pegged, it a lot of it is much less physical than you would think. There's some stretching that is involved. There's getting comfortable to feeling full that a lot of men probably aren't used to. But those are very minor in the long run sensations. It's mm-hmm. that psychological part that uh, how far do I let this go? Mm-hmm. And that's that is a more difficult internal conversation you know it's that's right. part of part of your sexuality mm-hmm. you know you have to accept that sometimes it's not as black and white as it may seem on the wikipedia article <laughs> <laughs> yes I want to go back to something that you said. So you were talking about how pleasurable that sensation is, the prostate stimulation. So first, I want to ask you if you have had an orgasm from being pegged. Oh, yes. (laughs) And compare those. Uh, What's the difference, you know, from a, you know, a, cock stimulation orgasm, a typical one versus um, the prostate orgasm? So with a cock, and it depends on how your cock is being stimulated, Mm -hmm. but with a cock stimulation orgasm, especially for a man, you're talking about maybe a 10 to 15 second experience. Sometimes it can linger a little bit longer, but the main bulk of the orgasm is maybe a two or three second rush up to orgasm, a couple of seconds of orgasm, and then that kind of buzzing afterglow that very quickly simmers down. With a prostate orgasm, the buildup is much slower. It can be minutes at a time the sensation of the cock. So with a regular cock stimulation orgasm, it's, I always describe it as like an elevator. And at a certain point, the elevator hits a point of no return and just (laughs) you come. (laughs) Um, But with a prostate stimulation orgasm, the elevator moves much slower, but the feeling is much less focused on the cock on the, the tip of your penis, on that spilling sensation. It mm-hmm. is a 
a warmer, deeper sensation that comes from deeper in your body and it spreads outward to the point where, um, to those of your listeners who have been maybe engaged in a little bit of uh, pharmacological fun, um, it's, it kind of puts your body into a state of being like MDMA. Everything feels good. The textures under your body feel good. You start feeling pleasure in just your skin. It's very Mm. intense. Um, Most of the time, if I'm being pegged well, um, I don't even really get hard. Uh, there's not a, I don't have or maintain an erection, but I still feel that orgasm building. I still feel mm. it kind of bubbling up from inside. And then the actual orgasm with a cock stimulation orgasm, it's very much of a, it's a firecracker. It just mm-hmm. bang. And then the cool down starts almost immediately mm. with a prostate stimulation orgasm. It's much more like a, a traditional big park firework. It goes mm-hmm. off and it lingers in the air. It lingers around your your whole anatomy down there. And um, usually after having a traditional orgasm, I'm up and walking around maybe within a few minutes. Um, after a prostate stimulation orgasm, I'm going to need at least a good 10 to 15 to just (laughs) recollect because I'm not in the same world anymore. I'm, (laughs) I'm off in pleasure town and it's, I'm not coming back anytime soon. That's incredible. I mean, like if a guy is listening and on the fence about it, like if you're not going to a website now and looking up a prostate toy or talking to your wife or girlfriend, like get, get on it because I'm sold and I'm not even a guy. <laughs> um, that's a question too. So like if you are kind of playing by yourself, so solo play with a, uh, anal toy, do you s- still get that same sensation? I can. Uh, It's a little bit harder to get to. So um, the best way I can describe it is, well, you're probably familiar with this. You know how there is the difference between um, vaginal stimulation of the vaginal walls and then G-spot stimulation. Oh, yeah. When somebody finds... The, the right way to manipulate the internal walnut and you mm-hmm. get that immediate rush of, oh, that that is a next level <laughs> sort of experience. The same thing is true for me. I've found ways to do it myself, but it's like a sandwich. It's always better when somebody else is doing it for you. Yes. Well, and I would imagine because it's, like for me, I don't know if you agree or if you would even have something to compare it to because I'm comparing it to when I put a dildo in my pussy. That's easy to do. It's right there between my legs. But when I'm doing that solo and trying to put it in my ass, it's like awkward, you know, like um, can't really get in there real well. 
can't really fuck myself either. I'm not that flexible, you know, so I would imagine that becomes something as well. I, when describing it to people, I always mention it kind of in more, you know, how everybody has that one spot on their back and when it itches, you just can't reach it. it. You can get close to it. You can kind of take care of it yourself if you're in a pinch but the moment you have somebody there to be like please just just get the whole back just fuck me up just get back there (laughs) um it's it's kind of the same thing um that's a good comparison yeah because when i finger myself like i'm talking about my pussy i can't do it as well as someone else doing it that can get in there to that spot. I can't reach that myself very well just because of, you know, uh, how we're built. Uh, sex at the peak of its game is 60% angles. There's a, there's a physical (laughs) aspect to it. There's the, you know, athleticism of the sex, but when you find somebody who knows how to get to your the right angle to make you come that's that's the person yep they they know what they're doing um this I'm is partying I'm size- with them from now on <laughs> right this is why I'm a size queen because I know what that cock feels like inside of me so uh yes please on all of that um okay so let's talk about now I'm going to assume you're going to say and agree that if you want to start, you know, pegging or even playing like any kind of anal play, you work on some anal training. Do you agree with that? Oh, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so how, how would you suggest that some anal training? First, I would say the the number one step is you have to become comfortable with yourself. Um, If you are a guy who is, uh, let's say, laboring under some very traditional views of masculinity, (laughs) and you have never, without the barrier of underwear or paper, touched your own butt, your (laughs) own butthole, get at it. Get get in there. Um, make sure you're clean, but explore. You need to you need to know what stuff feels like for yourself. And from just a health standpoint, you should probably be doing that anyway. Um, the next step is uh, pressure, working on with lube, pushing in a little bit. Um, you know, you can use, if you're not really comfortable with your hands making contact, you can use a toy. I usually recommend something that is neutral shaped, not uh, not in the shape of a dick. Um, you know, just a, a traditional dildo or a vibrator. Uh, vibrators can be very interesting, but we'll get back to that later. Um, <laughs> they can actually really help. Uh, mm. But really exploring the area. Um, Your prostate is located. So if you're looking at the asshole, your 
prostate is going to be in by about three or four inches, maybe five if you're a very tall person, um, and down a little bit. And unlike with a woman's G-spot, you're not going to find any external texture that gives you a clue. It's more about pressure. You will hit a curved section that you can feel curved pressure. It's hard to describe. It's kind of like feeling a water balloon through a glove. You'll you'll figure out pretty quickly that it has a center. And that's where you if you're looking to get into prostate stimulation, that's where the that's where the money is. You want to <laughs> focus on that outer faced curve. Um, mm. but as you mentioned that you're a bit of a size queen, um, stretching is a big part of it too. Um, I personally don't find that I chase the dragon when it comes to girth. I do like a bit of girth in that regard, and it does help prepare you for stuff. It helps you be more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like a little bit of length, but for the proper stimulation, you don't need really either one of those. You may find as you go along that you come to very seriously enjoy them. Um, But neutral shape is important at first. Um, Then progressing as you feel comfortable. If you see something at a toy store or online and you say, I wonder what that feels like. Well, treat yourself and find out, you know, explore. (laughs) That's, that's really, that's really the, the biggest part of it is once you become comfortable exploring yourself and making choices to dive in, there's, there's really nothing you, you can't do. Yeah. How would you go about with the stretching? Like, do you suggest those, you know, uh, kits that you have with the multiple size plugs? Uh, I have used some of those. I'm not a big fan of plugs. Um, So plugs tend to slope away from the prostate and... I've never found one that kind of just sits right on the button. They're always a little bit past or a little bit in front. Mm-hmm. Um, there are several devices that I highly recommend. Um, the Aneros toy is great. A plus worth of money every time. Highly recommend. Mm-hmm. They make them now that have uh, vibrating cock rings attached to them that are a hell of a lot of fun. Um, oh, wow. That does sound like fun. But it it is progressive. You want to be careful because there can be, you can have some mishaps. I have had some mishaps where something doesn't go in quite right or you push a little bit too far too fast and it can be painful. And that's something that's important to talk about too. There is an element of pain to this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not nothing to shy away from. If you try it once and it hurts, uh, be a little bit more patient. Try again, give it a few minutes. Um, 
everything is an adjustment. You mm-hmm. will learn to accept as you go along. And the more patient you are with yourself, the more pleasure you will actually get out of it in the long run. Mm. Um, but the, the like graduated toy kits, those can, those can work. Um, I also find just with manual stimulation, um, adding more fingers over time, um, mm-hmm. and really, you know, sometimes going in and spreading your fingers apart, really seeing what the sensation is from both the, the manual dexterity part, you know, how much pressure it takes to spread your asshole open, and also the the physical sensation part. What does that feel like to you? And mm-hmm. again, exploring at your own pace. Yeah. Great suggestions. I gotta look up a toy when we get done. Very curious. You sound mm-hmm. very passionate about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good um, thing to be passionate about. Yeah. So so going back to pegging as in a woman uh, fucking you with a strap on, what is your favorite position? Do you have a favorite um, one? I, I do. Um, I am equally fond of on all fours doggy, the woman behind you, and uh, on your back with your knees tucked up and your hands kind of, holding up your legs or if the the woman pegging you is in more of a driver's seat position having her hold your legs there's a lot of control that that adds to the thrusting um for the guys out there i would say think about when you're when you're fucking a woman you know there's there are aspects of manipulating the hips of gripping in certain places to achieve what you're both looking for. And the same is true with pegging. You know, Mm -hmm. it's for most women that I've talked to anyway, pegging is an entirely different experience, different set of muscles, different set of uh, thought processes that go into like how to actually perform the mechanism of doing it. Mm -hmm. And a plus the on your back with your legs behind your head. If the toy you are using has any kind of a curve to it, oh, A plus. Yes. <laughs> yes, please. Um, you know, the repeated motion of feeling the head of that toy brush against your prostate. It's it is a roller coaster of <laughs> sensation and it is great. Um, but Pegging can be done in multiple positions. Um, the mechanism of actually doing it, uh, I find a lot of guys that I've talked to who have done it or have experienced it, uh, you get sore in entirely different places. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're when you're thrusting yourself into a woman or into another person. Um, there's, you know, you get the, the butt cramps and you get the, you know, little mm-hmm. pain in your knees sometimes when you're receiving more the back of your the back and sides of your thighs. Oh man, they will light you up. 
Um, but the day after I, you know, used the strap on for the first time. Yeah. Those, the muscles, I was like, I didn't even know I had muscles there. <laughs> like the next day, the soreness was something else that mm-hmm. I never experienced before. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> but you know, that's part of it too. Afterwards you get those little reminders of, Oh, why does that hurt? Oh, it hurts because I did that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> My favorite. My personal favorite. So you were, let's talk about this because this is like my, for me, my favorite aspect of pegging is the gender reversal that happens because like the, like I said, the first time I wore a strap on cock, it just awoke something in me that I wanted more and more of it felt powerful to have a cock between my legs and to have someone, you know, on their back before me with legs spread. It just was so delicious, such a delicious um, feeling because, you know, uh, oftentimes women, when getting fucked, you're, you're kind of mostly uh, traditionally in a submissive role, taking it. So giving it is just, it's that gender reversal that's so mm, chef's kiss. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so would you say, do you enjoy that uh, kind of gender reversal where kind of the woman is giving it to you? Oh, a hundred percent. But I am also a switch. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy both driving and being the passenger, being dominant, being submissive. Um, as a dom, I'm more of a pleasure dom. As a submissive, I am 100% a service sub. Mm. Um, if it turns another person on to use me hard and put me away wet, A+. Plus. I'm, <laughs> I, am, I am on board. Mm. Um, but I would agree that there is definitely a power dynamic shift. Uh, so many of our traditional gender roles have a very innate, you know, inborn power structure to them. Mm-hmm. And as you were just talking about, it's it's hard to get around the fact that having a dick, it can be really cool. It can be it a very, really <laughs> yeah, it can be a very empowering thing. Um, and being with uh, more than a few women who have pegged me, um, there is an instant switch flip of, mm. oh, this is this is what this feels like. This yeah. is the drive. The, the forward energy kicks in and they start really getting into it and using their hips and the language becomes a little bit more pointed <laughs> and more direct. And it's great. It, I... I, for women, I highly recommend if you can find a guy who's into being pegged, let that yeah. table flip. Let yeah. that table flip. You will enjoy <laughs> yeah. it. I will second that. And even just a fucking woman, too. My goodness. Woo. Uh, fucking woman with a strap on cock. Just, it's just some, it's another, I can never really put words to it um, um, except just empowering and just. Mm, it's intoxicating. I tell you, my favorite, the favorite, f- 
favorite pegging experience I've ever had was with a couple. He, so the husband got a missionary position pretty much with his wife. So his cock was inside of her and then mm-hmm. I got inside of him. So I was fucking him and her. Oh my fucking God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I often masturbate to that <laughs> experience. It was so, Ooh. um, and then as a woman, like, because I'm sorry, the men that I have pegged moan different mm-hmm. when they get pegged. And that is so delicious to me as well. Um, because that particular husband had a very nice cock and had put me in a, you know, had dominated me sexually. So to hear him moan like he did when I pegged him was mm, delicious. The you just described what I think every enthusiast of pegging, male enthusiast anyway, that that's the dream scenario to be penetrating someone else and to be penetrated at the same time. All your lines blur out. Reality starts Mm. to fade away. And the only thing you can focus on is sensation and rhythm. And Mm. when you find that that golden rhythm where you're pulling out as the person behind you is pushing in and then you start moving kind of like a machine in that regard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's oh it's it's bliss. It is fantastic. Um, yeah. Well, and I was going to bring this up with you too. You kind of hit on it earlier. One thing that I learned too is it made me very sad that uh most men aren't hard when when they're anally stimulated. And that makes me so sad because <laughs> I like a hard dick. <laughs> like I want to just grab that thing and do things with it while I'm fucking their ass. Um, and I think you said earlier, is it your prostate when that's stimulated, you're not hard or. Is that- so the, if I'm receiving just pegging, it's, and there's no, you know, cock stimulation or or ball manipulation or anything like that. It's I'm just getting fucked. There's I usually don't get hard. Uh, the sensation that you're receiving from the inside it doesn't much lend itself to, you know, manually creating an erection. Mm. But sometimes if you're really into it and you have you know, you are a person who gets hard very easily. It it just comes with the territory. Now, in the situation we were just talking about, 100% rock hard. <laughs> yeah, there's, mm. there's a certain point at which the everything gets overwhelming and you are, you don't even realize you're hard. You're just part of the mo- movement at that <laughs> point. Yeah. Um, I will say from a, a physical standpoint, being having prostate stimulation and cock stimulation at the same time, um, I unless I'm wearing a cock ring, that's going to be over quickly. Uh, that that there's just so much going on there at once mm-hmm. with. Um, it's odd to mention this. One of the reasons why I did get into pegging is I suffer from delayed orgasm. 
um, mm. when I'm just having sex or receiving a blowjob, it can sometimes take me quite a while to uh, to come to achieve an orgasm. Mm-hmm. But when it's you know cock manipulation, prostate play, that that elevator's going up. There's nothing <laughs> I can do to stop that. That that, that is happening. Um, and talking about the power dynamic part of it, that's a big part of it too. You know, most men for better or worse in their sexual uh, exploration, their orgasm is in their own hands 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. And when you're being pegged, it really does, it do, the power of achieving your orgasm gets taken out of your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can put you in a very vulnerable state, especially if you've you know been somebody who's, for the most part jacked off and just had sex your whole life that Mm -hmm. that acceptance of like when i come is not up to me that can Mm -hmm. be a hard thing for a lot of guys to wrap their head around Mm. yeah see i like that (laughs) (laughs) i like having that control um so a little off topic but on topic uh that made any sense but (laughs) (laughs) I feel like everyone will give you a different answer on this. What is the best lube for anal in your opinion? So that one is really hard because it is a matter of personal preference. Like you'll find every lube's got a little bit of like a, is a little bit more slick, is a little bit more grippy, sticks around for a little bit longer, doesn't get, um, uh, what's the best way I can describe it? Doesn't get clingy, I guess is the best <laughs> way I could put it. Doesn't dry out. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, I personally have found gun oil works very well. There's a lube brand called Gun Oil. Mm-hmm. Um, I have also used um, Shunga, I believe is the brand. It's sold at a lot of toy stores. Um, for me, just going on like, the makeup of the lube hybrids work best a hybrid Mm. silicone uh water-based lube that is safe for toys is Mm -hmm. what i what i prefer most of the time um i've tried some natural lubes uh stuff that are based on like aloe and other plant products and those are great for a little while but they tend to dry out pretty quickly i've Mm -hmm. also tried some you know, some of the bigger name lubes out there and especially the one that most people would associate with anal sex. Um, I am not a huge fan of because it just, it feels very Vaseline like to me and just not uh, Astroglide. Oh, oh, I hate that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. You know, Mm-mm. it's it's not great for anything, really. Yeah, I'm actually with you. I like the the hybrids for anal, mm-hmm. um, water for anything else, water based for anything else. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, it just ha- it it stays slick the longest. Because I think that's the most important. Like when it comes to anal, not nothing drying out. Um. So yeah, there you go. Go get you some lube. <laughs> and if I can, um head anybody off at the pass um 
there are a lot of blogs and um, very green forward sex experts who will tell you that there are a bunch of natural products that you can use stuff like oils and um, you know, the, the, the one I hear the most is coconut oil. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, coconut oil can be a hell of a lot of fun. I would not recommend it for anal play it mm-hmm. uh after a little bit it it picks up a lot of um scent and mm. not great in that regard yeah 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 i <laughs> i i'm sorry it's making me laugh because i used to call them my uh hippie couple that's all they use because they were all mm-hmm. natural right <laughs> and i did not love it the um coconut oil they use it for everything (laughs) i was roommates in my later teens with an older couple Mm. and uh, they had a very adventurous sex life more power to them Mm. but uh they're and i throw up big air quotes with this lube of choice (laughs) i shit you not was crisco and uh, yeah it's yep mm -hmm. But let's definitely say spit is not a lube, although it is hot. I mean, I love a good spit on a hole. That's hot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, not for lube. I'll lube you up and then spit on you. Yeah, it's a seasoning. (laughs) It is not the primary, (laughs) your primary uh, lubrication for sure. Yes, yes. Now, do you feel, do you feel like pegging is becoming more, mainstream at least a little bit oh yeah Uh, i feel most of the stuff mm, even as you know recently as like 10 years ago Mm -hmm. most of the stuff that was outside the very you know vanilla definitions of sex is starting to be explored a lot more um and more more men more people in general are starting to become more comfortable with that exploration, you know, mm-hmm. allowing their their definitions not to be so rigid. Um, there have been quite a few movies that I can think of, uh, shows like um, Californication, uh, the Deadpool movie, where pegging has come up as a subject very primarily. It's not just like, you know, somebody walks out of a room with a strap on and the scene ends. Um, And yeah, I think that's a really positive forward movement. Sometimes it can be presented in somewhat of a joking light, but Mm -hmm. you know, it, it, the more it becomes discussed in general is better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, we, we kind of, or you kind of hit on this earlier, but I, I want to really give it its moment here. So there, I'm positive because I can hear them now in my head. I'm sure mm-hmm. there are a lot of heterosexual men that would, that are, might be hearing you and say, wow, I want to feel that whole body orgasm, but I'm not gay. I don't, I'm not going to put anything in my butt. So what would you, what would you say to someone with those thoughts? I would say that I grew up doing a lot of research because I was a nerd. Uh, And there's a really, 
landmark part of American sexuality that is focused around the Kinsey report. And in that they talk about that sex isn't, you know, completely definition a or definition B. Everything is a spectrum. Hmm. And I've always been someone who's comfortable with that spectrum, Mm -hmm. but a lot of men do have their definitions of like, no, any, uh, I am so terrified of any man touching my butt or any woman going near there. I am instantly going to teleport to a pride parade the second someone touches that and I like it. And it's like, no, that's, that's, that's not the case. If you went to a bar and someone you ordered an old fashioned or some, you know, very traditionally masculine drink Mm -hmm. and you got a, a Cosmo or a sex on the beach. If you take a sip and you like it, it doesn't mean that from now on, (laughs) that's all you're going to order. You know, it's, it is a spectrum. And Mm. if you're uncomfortable exploring that spectrum, it says a lot more about your perspective than it does about the act you're doing. You know, um, I would say that as a, as I was a kid, um, I, I played sports and, you know, there's the, the, locker room camaraderie of a slap on the ass or a you know standing around in your skivvies or your jock strap and making jokes mm-hmm. and by a lot of definitions that would be seen as very traditionally homosexual or gay behavior but it's accepted in everyday life because the sports are involved the people mm. are doing the sports right. so it's fine you know um <laughs> Or, or they smack each other's butt a lot. Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, anal play is as gay as you want to make it. Mm. You know, I if like that, yeah, if you get into it and it turns you on to refer to who's ever penetrating you with male pronouns and not just say you know your toy is inside me, but also say like your cock is inside mm-hmm. me, then you might be a little bit further along on the spectrum towards bisexuality. Then you may have it first thought. And that's part of that exploration, mm-hmm. finding out that that definition for you is not, it's not written in ink. It's written in pencil mm-hmm. and it can be erased and new things can be put in its place. You know, I love to blow men's minds. <laughs> In per- mm-hmm. Well, you know, all the time, but uh, really talking about in person when I've done this like once or twice when I'm pegging a man, making him call me daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love, I love because I, and I think I love it too, because I like to think I am just fucking their mind at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love it. Um, now. Can a more like dominant man, you know, as in, you know, you're confident that most of the time you like to be dominant in the bedroom. Can they really be 
a power bottom, I guess, if you will, and a pegging situation, like what does that look like? You know, if you're more of a dominant man and you want to try this pegging stuff. So when it comes to male doms, I've, I've really run into two very different schools. There's one school where the dom is not a thing they are. You know, it's not a, a, a title for them. It's a lifestyle. It's a thing that they have invested a lot of their personality and their time into making that image who they are. Most of the time I find that those, those kinds of doms, um, the concept of being in a submissive situation, letting themselves be submissive is very foreign to them. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. There is the other side of that where Dom is not who you are. It's a role that you can adopt in play. It's a thing that you can turn on and turn off. And there are camps of people that find both of those attractive. Um, I have never met uh, what I would call a lifestyle dom that uh, takes off that that role, takes off that that mask, and lets themselves be uh, penetrated. Um, but I've met a lot of the other group who understands that it's less about um, the dom is less of a tattoo and more of a pin. They can put it on and take it off when they need to. Um, I find that, you know, they both both generally have their appeal. Um, now, I will say I've never seen a dom truly power bottom in any real situation. That's a like a, a real um, adjustment. I've seen a lot of switches do it. I've seen people who can kind of put on the dom role when they need to. Um, power bottom and that's very hot especially if it does take place you know in the same scene you have that switch of power from the Mm -hmm. the guiding driving force to the desperate and uh wanton uh Mm. person being used that that's very attractive that's very hot (laughs) um well it's like a new bucket list for me from this conversation because I'm like, man, I kind of want to experience that. A man just being like, you better fuck me harder. You know, like kind of power bottoming me, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's pretty damn hot. Topping from the bottom. It's the dream. Yeah, It's the dream. (laughs) So I wanted to say this earlier and it fits within this. I have noticed personally that I would say, because I've just, I've been sexual for a very long time. And I would say the past like decade, I have experienced more and more men that request, you know, fingers or even just rubbing the asshole, like, which really does tell me it's, it is becoming more mainstream. That's definitely, I think, a thing that a lot of men are comfortable with is, you know, during a blow job, getting fingered or, you know, or even rimmed. And that's why I thought about this. There was one, one dominant man I was with that, and I've said this before, I don't think on the podcast, 
I don't love rimming. Like it's just not something <laughs> I crave to do, but I'm going to tell you, I've had a couple men in my time that are more dominant in the bedroom that, you know, not like force me because I'm going to do it. Uh, but pretty much just play on like forcing me to rim them. Oh my God, I will do that all fucking day. If it, and that's like very interesting if you think about it, because mm, I mean, I guess it's not that out of the ordinary for a more dom, like sexually dominant man, but like, you know, you're like telling a woman, like, lick my fucking ass. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's different. And I'm on, I'm for it. <laughs> That's the only time I love to rim. Make me do it. And you got to be dominant, though. At no, you know, submissive role could ever make me lick their ass. Never, ever. So. Or you can't romantically, romantically ask me. No. Nope. <laughs> mm-hmm. It can't be like, it, it's Valentine's Day, sweetheart. Can exactly. you just, you know, yeah. eat yeah. me out, please. Um yes. <laughs> So analingus is a, it's a, it's a very divisive topic in, in our culture right now. You know, the, the, you go on TikTok, you go on a lot of the, the social media sites. And one of the first questions is like, yeah, but does he eat ass? You know, <laughs> um, I personally greatly enjoy it. I've always been, mm-hmm. I'm a very orally focused person. So it, it's always been something that I enjoy. Um, both giving and receiving. Um, and I understand exactly what you mean. Sometimes it's not the act itself that turns you on. It's the reaction you're getting or the, the mm-hmm. you know, scene that you're in with another person where for a split second, you're like, you know, normally I wouldn't do this, but in this situation, it's turning me on pretty fierce. I'm, I'm going to go mm-hmm. for it. Um, there are a lot more men who are becoming open to it because it's, like we were talking about with pegging, you know, it's, it's taken a larger place in, in the cultural dialogue. Um, Mm -hmm. And it is a very clear dividing line. You know, there's some, just like pegging, there's some hygiene issues that really come into play and Mm -hmm. uh, it can be very pleasurable on both sides. It can be fun to do. It can be fun to receive. Um, and I understand exactly what you mean about the, the, you know, the right situation, the right person kind of walking you through it or, or uh, dominating you into it. I am not uh, a foot person by nature. Don't really find them all that attractive. I'm not repulsed by them, but I'm not a, not a big mm-hmm. feet guy. And uh, mm-hmm. if I was being dominated and the person doing it was good, at what they did i i'm not gonna kick it out of bed i'm not gonna say no yeah, you're gonna suck them toes uh, yep mm-hmm. <laughs> with I, enthusiasm yep i might want to move on to something a little bit more else more quickly but uh <laughs> I, I i'm gonna be there that's for sure i'm gonna be doing it see if we if we ever had a session in person i'm making you suck every toe just to prove to you that i'm gonna make you do something that you don't love Mm -hmm. oh i don't think there's any question of who's in charge here (laughs) um so my my patreon 
fellas, my perverts, um, I always ask them for questions. Um, if they, you know, have burning questions, you're, you hit actually all of them. Well, let me go back to this one, actually. I actually love this question. He said, um, having had certain medical prostate examinations anally, there's definitely a warm sensation in my cock. And when it happens, I'm sorry, there's definitely a warm sensation in my cock end when it happens. Is this what you experience through pegging? Yes, but with traditional, you know, cock stimulation, the the tip of your cock is where it gets hyper focused. There, everything is right there until the moment that you come, and then it shoots down the the length of your shaft. That's that's your orgasm. When you're receiving prostate stimulation and somebody's actively stimulating, and it's not just like it gets brushed a few times in a, a, a clinical setting. Um, the whole line, so the, the biology of it is that the, the duct from your balls to your cock actually kind of loops around and over your prostate. And because it's being stimulated and when it gets stimulated, it does, it swells. There's a pressure and a warmth that starts all the way at the back and works its way all the way forward. And kind of going back to how we were talking about the difference of the orgasm. Um, when you're coming from cock stimulation, it's a, a, you shoot your cum. It's very, you know, blast, 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 and then you're done. Uh, with a prostate orgasm, it's kind of closer to peeing come you don't have those really powerful testicular uh contortions or not contortions but uh, convulsions that really make you pop uh you get much more of a like slow build uh rise and spill over and that that can be kind of challenging for a lot of guys it's um a very different sensation it's a very different style of orgasm um so in more, I would say, bisexual or closer to uh, gay-leaning uh, FET spaces, a prostate orgasm is often called a sissygasm. And it is because it, not only is it out of your control and you're, you're coming from being fucked, but because the orgasm just kind of dribbles out of you most of the time. It's very hot if you find that kind of play space uh, sexy. Um, and it it does have a very uh, different physical expression to it. Um, so I would say, yeah, it is, it is like that. You do feel that warmth. But instead of it being super head focused, it runs the entire length of that whole erogenous chain. And it's... It's very hot. It's very sexy. <laughs> well, you know, I always tell my sissy boys that sissies do not jerk their cock. That's too masculine. No. Sissies either rub or get fucked. Um, anyways, <laughs> this was a good question, too. 
uh, from a Patreon pervert. He said, I've seen some dominatrix site videos where the strap-on is huge in girth. Do you need bigger and bigger ones as time goes by to get the same satisfaction? If you're into that side of the exploration, the stretching out the girth play, that that exploration can be a lot of fun. Um, it also comes with drawbacks, you know, um, as I'm sure anyone with an orifice can tell you, there will come a time when you're playing with it with someone or a toy where you find you have hit your limit. There, there, you cannot take what you thought you might be able to take. And uh, that's a real, um, pardon the term, come to Jesus moment. You, <laughs> you have to make some real choices of like, am I going to keep trying this or is, have I found my ceiling? Um, mm-hmm. With my own personal experience, uh, we were talking earlier about those like graduated toy sets. I I've gotten a couple of those um, not in traditional shapes. Um, There's some ones that you can find that have a kind of odd wiggle to them. They're, they're less shaped like a plug and they more kind of look like a, a slightly crooked finger. Um, mm-hmm. And I have found, you know, all of the sizes of those work in a variety of different situations. They're great to play with. But I decided to explore that for myself, like, you know, getting into the size play. I got a very large plug. The diameter of the thing was probably a good, uh, I would say at its most flared point, like uh, maybe eight or nine around. And I decided to, okay, let's, let's, let's see how that works. <laughs> and uh, I got maybe three fourths of the way into myself and was just like oh no 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 that's that's not going any further that is that is not happening um Mm. i feel like a lot of the real you know size play the dominatrix videos where the 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 dom is wearing you know 12 14 inches and you know 10 to 15 inches in girth a lot of that is less about the the actual stretching and the physical sensation and more about that psychological you know spotting that thing across the room coming straight at you and going (laughs) oh fuck oh that's about to happen to me you know um all play with any toy is all about communication acceptance and comfort if you can mm-hmm. find a safe space within those three, it, it uh, I go back to one of my favorite comics. Um, uh, there's a comic named George Carlin, and he used to have a, a joke that he'd throw into a lot of his sets that uh, no one should have their asshole assailed by anything uh, larger than a floor lamp and less loving than a dildo. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> That's never heard that. <laughs> That's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one of my other Patreon perverts, uh, you mentioned it earlier. Tell us how much did you love, or maybe you didn't love it, the pegging scene in Deadpool. Uh, I'm a I'm a comic books nerd. 
and uh, Deadpool has never been uh, definitions and like sexual definitions in stone. He'll he'll take whatever he can get. Um, and seeing it in the movie felt very authentic. You know, Wade Wade loves it all. He'll jump into any swimming pool. Uh, he doesn't care. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I I did enjoy it. I, it was presented in a comical light. Uh, him, um, Ryan Reynolds too is very. He's just a chill guy. And it was it was good to see, you know, you see representation up on the screen. It's like, yeah, I, I'm behind that. Literally. <laughs> Love it. Now, something I would like to ask all the guests that come on the slot next door and I just love asking you guys this after we've spent an hour talking about sexy things. So the question is, slut to slut, what turns you on? Ooh, so many things. <laughs> uh, from a physical aspect, um, willingness, someone who really was like, you you present them with a hey i'd like to do this thing and they're like oh fuck yeah let's do that that sounds great you know that's mm-hmm. always awesome um but as i just spent an hour clearly laying out <laughs> turning me on's not hard fuck me <laughs> there really is something about getting fucked mm-hmm. i mean there really is just that that uh someone giving it to you mm-hmm. filled yeah when a person really knows how to work that. their hips in just the right mm-hmm. way and they really mm-hmm. you get the fingernails into the thighs and the the real mm-hmm. they can move your body around. i am not a small guy it takes a lot to move me around and if somebody can do mm-hmm. it right Oh, oh, that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, please. <laughs> you know, something I always um, I catch myself often. I'm not a I'm not big on porn. I don't watch a lot of porn. I am typically closing my eyes and I prefer that. But uh, if I do watch porn, sometimes I get in the mood. I really like I get really hot and heavy watching the way people are grabbing each other, mm-hmm. the look on their face, um, you know, like pushing someone down while they're fucking them, you know, things like that are so, so hot. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you mentioned that fingernail thing. And, you know, yeah, I'm with you there. I would but, say on the opposite side of that, there's a thing that started showing up in porn maybe about 10 years ago. Not only do I not find it sexy, I don't get it. And that's <laughs> fish hooking where the... Oh, yes. Yeah. The, I love I, it. Really? Okay. I love it. Okay. Yes. I have a very, very like... I can only I can only submit in the bedroom to a big cock. That's the only time I ever want to submit at my age now. Mm-hmm. And so, and I get super super subby with with uh, big cock. So things like, and I I also like to feel a little bit uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking like 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 a slut. I mean, treat me like a fucking slut. Mm-hmm. So like the fish hook, 
the if you're in doggy putting the foot on my face like you know just yeah okay <laughs> oh yeah 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 it's uh it's a little self degrade it's degrading you know mm-hmm. like making you look silly but also like treating you like an object type of thing it's very very hot <laughs> okay very hot Mm-hmm. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, James, thank you so much for uh, being so vulnerable and so open <laughs> to talk about pegging. I so enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to The Slut Next Door. If you want to follow or support me in this podcast, check the links in the episode description. And until next time, bye-bye.